Well, hey guys, welcome to another Bible study. I hope you are enjoying our study of Deuteronomy as much as I am. Uh, it is absolutely one of my favorite books in the Bible. I've said this in a, probably a couple other of the Bible studies. Uh, I've heard it said, and I've never been able to disprove this, that all major theology or all theology finds its roots in Deuteronomy, and that is so true. It really gives us a beautiful, comprehensive look on the nature of God and how he relates to his people. And so I pray that this Bible study has been an encouragement to you. So today, I kind of have somewhat of a, a simple Bible study, but it's a truth that I love to communicate and what we're going to be looking at today is Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 6 through 10. So I'm going to go ahead, and I'm actually going to read it all. So normally I kind of break it down verse by verse, but I'm going to read it all, and then I'm going to teach you some truths that I understand from Scripture. So he says this, he says, So you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God by walking in His ways and by fearing Him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land a land of brooks, of water, of fountains and springs flowing out in the valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive trees and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you can dig copper. And you shall eat and be full, and you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. What is so awesome about this is the truth that we've looked at numerous times in our studies is that God is a God who blesses obedience. He, he tells them, he says, I'm bringing you into a good land, but this is what you need to do so that you can remain. You need to keep the commandments of the Lord your God by walking in his ways and, and he uses this phrase, he says, and fearing him. And, and so often we look at fear as if fear is only a bad thing. Now, there are good fears and there are bad fears. I think we recognize that. Uh, I have a phobia. I am claustrophobic. I do not like confined places. Um, I've had a few experiences in my life that I really did not like. I remember one, we were, as a family, we were on vacation, and we went and checked out this place. I believe it was in North Carolina. I could be wrong, but I think it was. And we checked out a, um, an aircraft carrier and at the same location. So this was an old retired aircraft carrier. At the same location, they had a submarine, an old submarine. The aircraft carrier did not bother me at all, but we went down into the submarine. And the moment I went into it, I just started to feel like hot. I started to feel like really the pressure. And so as quickly as I could get out, I did. And my, the rest of my family stayed in there. They looked through it. I was like, I just can't do it. And, and I have the, this, another experience. My wife was so generous and purchased this thing where I could go up and fly a plane on my birthday. And uh, the problem with it was the plane was small. So when I got on, like my shoulder was touching the pilot next to me. Uh, I was kind of cramped in there. It made me uncomfortable. I was able to go up for a half hour or so. And he's like, hey, do you want to keep going over there? And I said, you know what? I don't. I, I need to land it because I started to almost panic. I was sweating. I wasn't feeling good. And here's what I know. It's not based on logic. It's not a logical fear. It's an irrational fear. You know what? Phobias are that. They're unhealthy fears. You might have a phobia of spiders or snakes or, or many other things. And, and you can, someone can try to explain to you rationally. It doesn't matter. It's just simply an irrational fear. It can be an unhealthy fear. We can have unhealthy fears of so many things that could be a benefit to our lives. Irrational fears, unhealthy fears, that, that is, that's a real thing. But then there's healthy fear. And the healthy fear is when you recognize the power of something to impact your life for the negative, so you treat it with respect. If you have a healthy fear of heights, a healthy fear of heights, 
you're not going to be careless on the edge of heights. You're at a tall building. You're not going to go to the edge. You're at a cliff. You're not going to go to the edge and be foolish there. If you have a healthy fear of fire, you're still going to utilize fire. You're going to have it in your pilot lights in your home. You might make a fire if you have a fireplace in your home, or you might make a fire out in a fire pit out on your property. Fire can be used to cook stuff, to warm up things, obviously. If you have a healthy fear, you, you treat it with respect. What you don't do is you're not careless with it. You don't start a a fire on your living room floor because you know it has the potential to destroy your entire home. If there's a gas leak, you're really careful with fire because you know fire plus gas equals an explosion. It can be damage. It can be death to people. So there's healthy fears. There's unhealthy fears. When it comes to God, there are absolutely healthy fears. And the healthy fear is when you recognize God's power, but you recognize his power to either bless or to curse. And with a healthy fear, you desire the blessing, and you don't you fear losing the blessing, and you fear receiving a curse. And this is what God wanted them to understand. God's awesome power should cause us to pause, should cause us to have fear. He says, I want you to keep the commandments by walking in his ways and fearing him so that you can go into this land and I can continue to bless you. Because what God is saying is, if you break my commands, I'm going to curse you. If you continue to do them, I'm going to bless you. And this is what he says in in many different times throughout the Bible, but even specifically in Deuteronomy. So here's what I I teach our church. So if you're part of this, this will be part of our church. This will be very familiar to you. But here's what God does. God blesses and he curses for the exact same reason. So let me define those terms. Cursing, as you can understand it in the Scripture, means God's supernatural resistance. So God will supernaturally resist you. He will close doors. He will make things not happen. He will push back against you. So God will supernaturally resist. That's a curse. What a blessing is, is God's supernatural favor. God will open doors for you. God will bring prosperity upon you. God will, again, supernaturally bless something. That, that is the favor of God in your life. God curses and he blesses for the exact same reason. And this, again, I explain this all the time because I think it will bring some clarity to you. If you are walking in obedience as he commanded them to do, to walk in his ways by fearing him, what God wants you to do is to continue to walk in those ways. So if you are walking the straight and narrow path, God wants you to continue to walk that path. So do you know what he's going to do? He's going to give you supernatural favor. He's going to reward that because we're simple as people. Reward makes us feel joy, makes us feel pleasure, makes us want to continue to do that. I'm not trying to belittle us, but it's what we do with animals when we're training them. As they do a behavior we want, we give them a reward because that continues that behavior. We do this with our children. This is how we, we mold them into maturity and we teach them things is we reward them. God in his generosity wants to reward us. So when we're walking the right path, he blesses it so we will continue down the straight and narrow. Well, if we are walking the broad path that leads to destruction, so we are leading, walking away from God, do you know what God wants to do? He wants to stop us so that we will turn and walk down the straight path. So how does God stop us? He curses us. He supernaturally resists what we're doing. He allows his blessing to be removed, and he will actually intervene in a way to cause hindrance to our plans 
not just simply to be punitive, not out of spite, not just out of some insecurity that God has, but out of deep love and devotion because he wants us to turn around to walk down the straight and narrow. So God wants us to walk down the straight and narrow. When we're doing it, he blesses us. When we're not, he resists us so that we will turn. Cursing and blessing is for the same purpose that we will walk the pathway that God has for us. And again, this is what we do as parents. I reward my kids for good behavior. I discipline them for bad behavior. Why? Because I want them to do good behavior. And this is the heart of, a God, of our God. He says, I want you to continue to obey my commandments, walking in his ways, fearing me, so that I can bring you into this good land and pour out blessing on you. Hear this, friends. God who is holy and we are not apart from him, that holy God wants to bless you. He is generous beyond measure. He is generous beyond understanding. He wants to bless you. The way to continue in that blessing, to the way to receive it maybe for the first time, walk in obedience. Trust God, walk in his ways, and allow him to grow your faith. So a simple Bible study today, a shorter one than I normally do, but I do pray it's a blessing to you. I love you guys. I'm proud of you. Can't wait to see you on Sunday. God bless.